Okay, Besiyatu Deshmar, we're beginning Amanyomi uh, for the uh, the new year. I'm going to be in Masachat Tanid. We're going to start. A uh, couple words of introduction, just about Amadiomi in general, and then about Masachat Tanid in particular, and then we'll uh, we'll jump in. Uh, first of all, uh, I think just call a kibbutz everybody for uh, for joining for today. Like, there's a ton of people here. And uh, even if uh, even if you don't all continue all the way through the whole Masachat, you should already feel good about yourselves that, like, that attitude of like trying to like take something extra and like already start you know the first day of real yeshiva like really starting early that's already like a huge deal and you should feel really good about that that's number one number two is i do encourage you to continue to come i hope uh, you'll enjoy and uh really it's about 15 minutes a day to uh to accomplish uh, a lot uh we'll bezat hashem finish uh, the masafta sometime around this in december that'll be the plan and then we'll start a new round you know that and uh, other people get jealous and you know and they get a good type of jealousy and they'll join in hopefully to the next uh the next uh, round as well from um, in terms of Masechah Tanit itself, just to give a little bit of a, a background if you're not familiar, um, Masechah Tanit, as the name implies, is about fast days. Uh, it's not so much, though, about the fast days that we consider to be the most famous. Like, the most famous fast day is Yom Kippur. So this doesn't Masechah that's talking about Yom Kippur at all. That's Masechah. The Oma Yom Kippur is so special, it gets its own Masechah. Uh, the, uh, the, what we call the minor fast days, which are like Tisha B'Av, Shavasar B'Tamuz, you know, some Gedaya coming up, Asara B'Tevit, those days are also discussed in this Masechet at the end. It's not quite an afterthought, but it's like almost an afterthought in this Masechet. The primary goal of this Masechet is to discuss um, fasties that they used to institute uh, when there was a lack of rain in Eretz Yisrael. That's the main thing. And so in that way, this Masechet is not necessarily um, point by point the most practical Masechet. We don't really have these Taniyot. It is worth noting, by the way, though, Eretz Yisrael still you know, relies heavily on rain. You know, around the world anyways, you need rain, obviously, but in terms of the amount, you know, Israel still relies on rain, despite the fact that there is a you know, desalination in the modern times, which covers a lot of our uh, needs in terms of water, but still farmers need actual normal rainfall that's not enough to have the desalination. Um, and, and you'll feel that in Eretz Israel. We do on occasion when there's a lack of rain at the beginning of the rainy season, uh, if we go long enough without rain, the Rabbi Nuta Rashid will institute a special prayer called Anenu that will say, uh, hopefully we won't have to say it, uh, in Shema Kolenu. In Israeli Sidurim, you see this feel like you don't really see it in American Sidurim because it's not, or, or Chutzar Sidurim, you don't see it as much. But it's something that, that's directly related really to this, uh, to this Masachet. And you'll see there's a lot of different issues that come up as well, as well in the Masachet that hopefully will be interesting. We'll start off with something much more familiar, and that is the issue of of saying in Okay, let's jump in. So the Mishnah says as follows: From when do we mention Givurot Gishamim? Rashi points out Givurot Gishamim Shomir Okay, the in the Shmona Esrei and the second bracha, uh, right? We say So from when do we start saying that? So we call Givurot Gishamim. Literally, the might of the rains, meaning that Hashem in His might provides uh, rain. Guys, there's extra copies of you, uh, if anybody needs. Okay. Rabbi Lezer Omer, miyom tov harishon, shulchag. Rabbi Lezer is on the first day of Chag. Chag generally is a reference to Sukkot. Sukkot. Okay, first day of Sukkot. Rabbi Shu Omer, miyom tov haacharon shulchag, from the last day of Sukkot. So Amr lo Rabbi Shu, so when the, the Mishnah gives us a Conversation between Rabbi Shu and Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Shu says to Rabbi Lazar, "Ho ilvein agishamim melisiman klal abachag la muhumaskir." I don't get your opinion," says Rabbi Shu. Rabbi Lazar, you said we should start saying Mishiv on the first day of Sukkot, but since um, rainfall on Sukkot is a siman klal, it's a sign of curse. We don't want rainfall during uh, Sukkot, so why would you start mentioning rainfall on Sukkot? That seems kind of a, a, a silly idea. 
No, I also, he says, I never said to leash all to ask for rain. I said to mention rain. Right? The mission says, May my time mazkirin When do you mention this idea? The Hashem is one who is the praise of Hashem. He is one who brings the winds and brings down the uh, rain in its proper time, in its proper season. Okay, so Amr Lash, Rabbi Shosh says back to him, hold on a second, right, but that's the case, that we're just praising Hashem for His ability to bring rain. It has nothing to do with actually wanting rain in that moment. So you should say that, the whole, all the time. And we obviously don't do that. End of discussion, bike drop, and that's the end of that. We'll move on and discuss something else. Tomorrow we'll get back to that later. Okay, now, the second issue the Mishnah talks about is, You only uh, ask for rain, and asking for rain... Rashi points out that's when we say attain right? Give and give us a request, right? Give us rain and dew for bracha. We only do that close to when the rains should come. Again, and chutzar is a lot of times depending where you live. You don't really have a rainy season or a non-rainy season, right? I spent the summer in camp, and we have plenty of rain going on in the summertime. But in Israel, you do not have rain in the summertime, right? There's a, there's a rainy season and a non-rainy season. So you only ask for the rain and turn close to the time of the rain. Um, we know that uh, in Israel that we end up doing that two weeks after the end of Sukkot. That is Zayin Cheshvan. Okay, it's the seventh day of Cheshvan. And Chutz Laaretz, it's usually connected to the solar calendar. Uh, December 4th or December 5th and the leap year. Um, so that's an interesting thing. Israel is not related to the solar calendar. It's just Zayin Cheshvan two weeks after the end of uh, Sukkot. Okay. Rabbi Yudah Omer. Rabbi says, Ha'over The person who goes on to... Uh, the Ha'over is the Chazan. Okay, so he's literally passes before the Aron. He stands to, to lead the Tefillah on the last day of Sukkot, meaning Shemini Yatzeret. Ha'acharon Mazkir. The last person, meaning the person saying the final Tefillah, which is Musaf, they mention Mashiv Ruch Menegashem. Ha'rishon Yudah Mazkir. The first person, meaning the person doing Shachar, doesn't mention it. On the other hand, you flip, you flip the calendar, you go six months ahead, and you go to the first, the first the, not the last day, but the first day of Pesach, Harishon Mazkir, the first person, meaning Shachrit, you're still mentioning Mashiv Rochem Ben Geshem, Hacharin Lenom Mazkir, the person who does uh, Musaf, does not mention, right? That's what we have, what we call Tfilat Geshem and Tfilat Tal, right? So in the, in the uh, in Sukkot time, and Shemini Yetzirah, we say Tfilat Geshem, so that's in Musaf, and that's when we start saying Mashiv Rochem, and the flipping on Pesach, the beginning of Pesach, we end up saying uh, what we call Tfilat Tal to stop saying because now we're into this the spring non-rainy season. So we say uh, we don't say Bishur Rachmanigashim. Okay, Yofi, that's the that's the mission. The Gemara says as follows: Tana Hechakai Tignai Meimatai. The, the Gemara asks a question, you know, the Mishnah sort of just jumped into the subject matter without any introduction at all. From when do you start saying, Givarok Yishamim? It doesn't say, what's Givarok Yishamim? It doesn't say, that we mentioned Givarok Yishamim. It doesn't mention, where we mentioned Givarok It doesn't say anything about that. So it's saying, like, what's the context the Gemara is asking? Tana Hei means, where is the Tana standing, right? But meaning, like, where is he coming from? What's his context that he teaches Me'imatai from when do we do this? So you have a similar thing, if you remember, in Masechet Brachot, right? Me'imatai Kareni Shema Ba'arbin. From when do we respond? And the Gemara asks exact same question, right? So we want to know that. So Gemara says as follows. 
Tana Hatamkai. The Tana is standing over there. What do you mean over there? The Katani, as it says, is actually Masachet Brachot. Maskirin Givuro Gishamim Betchiat Amitim Veshalim Bebekadash Shanim Behavdalah Bochanenadad. Okay, the Mishnah in Masachet Brachot mentioned that there's different additions to the to the uh, to the Amida to the Shmona Ezrei. Okay, we say Givuro Gishamim in the Brachot Betchiat Amitim, the second Brachot. That's what Moshe Brachot Mitigashem. Shoalin is in Bekadash Shanim Bracha the the Bracha of Mivarecha Shanim, where we say Betain Talamatala Bracha. That's Shoalin. We ask and Havdalah. By the way, it also says you know on Motzei Shabbat we throw in Atachon Antanu in the Bracha of Chonin Hadat. Okay, so once we have that context, says the, says the Gemara here, okay, once we have that context, so we already know there's such an idea. So based on that, okay, so it takes us a little while to get there. There's a bunch of Masachot first, but finally we get to Masachat Tanit, and we'll discuss uh, Givro Gishamim. The Gemara says, V'litnei Hata. So litnei means let it. The Lamid prefix means let it. So it's like a, it's a kushia, it's a difficulty, it's a challenge here. Litnei, the word tani is like the word mishnah. Let it teach hatam. Let it teach the halacha over there. I mean, if you're bringing up the issue of mentioning givroke shamim in masach brachot, so why does the gemara just or why does the mishnah just continue to teach that halacha in masach brachot? Why are you waiting all the way till masach tani? My What's so different over here that you left it until now? Ella rather, so the Gemara says, forget that. Ella means rather, reject that answer. We don't like that answer at all. Let's give a different context that will help explain what's going on in our mission. Tana Mirosha Shana Salik. The Tana is coming up from Masacha Rosh Hashanah. The Tana, as it teaches us in the very beginning of Masacha Rosh Hashanah, that on Sukkot we are judged for water. Okay? Now, so once the Tana taught us on Sukkot were judged over water, water really means rainfall. So Tana So then it also feels it's relevant to then ask the question from when do we start to mention Like we're at we are like basically praise Hashem for giving us that rain that we're supposed to be judged over on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so but again, Rosh Hashanah is not as far in terms of shots, it's not as far, but still not so close. So the Gemara says, okay, well, hold on, I have a different question, but I can accept that that's the context, but the language is weird. Why, why does it say, it should have said, right? From when did we start mentioning about the rainfall? What is this, what is this language, the might of the rain? Okay, so the, again, here, the Gemara shifted tactics. First thing it was talking about was, what's the context for this discussion in our Mishnah? And now we're saying, but the language of the Mishnah is strange. We want to focus on the, on the language. The Gemara will do this often, especially at the beginning of a Sechtot, where we'll focus not so much on the content, like, okay, let, why don't we talk about the timing? Like, they focus very much on, like, language and context and things like that. They have to get those questions out of the way, and then they get into the meat and potatoes of the discussion. So here we have a language discussion from Sukim. What's the language of Givuro Gishim? So, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Shiyordin Bigvura. He says, because, Rabbi Yochanan says, the rain comes down with might. With might, with Givura. Shinemar, is that Pasuk says, and Eel, Oseg Gedolot, Aden Cheker. I think that's what the Pasuk really says. Um, one second. I actually think it's supposed to go Ve'en Cheker. That's really positive. We, we say it in, uh, in Tefillah, Ad'en Cheker. That's why it probably hits that's it this way, but it's really Ve'en Cheker. He does uh, wondrous things. Ad'en uh, Cheker. Cheker means investigation. There's no investigation. You can't, you can't understand how it is that Hashem makes this wondrous thing, this great thing of rain. Okay? Ve'niflaot, Ad'en Mispar. And innumerable wonders. Okay, that's one puzzle. Uchdiv, and it also says, Hanutain matar al pnei aretz, he who gives uh, matar rain on the face of the earth. 
and sends water to the face of the fields. Great, guys, these are great psukim. There's only one word that's missing from the psukim that we thought we would see in it. Anyone want to guess? Gvorot, exactly. We said, what's the language? Where's Gvorot? And we gave two psukim. Neither pasuk says about anything about the word Gvora, might. Now, it used other words about greatness and good, you know, a lot of other things like that, but not the specific word. So Gvorot says, my mashma. <laughs> Where's the implication in these psukim about anything about Gvorot? So I'm Rabbi Barshela. Atya cheker cheker me beer tosha love. It's getting a little creative here. Atya cheker cheker. When you see that's a language, atya, atya means to come. And we say two words after that's an indication we have. It's called the gzerashab. Gzerashab, you may have heard before. But gzerashab means we're going to use two different psukim in different contexts that use a similar word. And because of the similar word, that's like a sign. Uh, people said at the beginning of the internet era, they call it like a hyperlink. It's like a hyperlink. Term. Like you realize that word means something. So that, if you use those words, we'll figure it out. Me beer tosha means from the creation of the world. Tiv hacha says over here. Here, right now, he does uh, great things that can't be investigated. Uktiv Hatamna says over there, and Yeshayahu, Halo Yadata Imlo Shamata, you know, have you not heard? Eloheo Lam Hashem, Boreik Sota Aretz, the God, uh, Hashem, the, uh, uh, who, who created the uh, the uh, the edges of the of the of the land? Lo yaf lo He's not tired. He doesn't get worn out. And cheker There's no investigating his wisdom. Okay, you see the word cheker. Uktiv mechin harim bekocho. Who prepares the uh, mountains uh, with his uh, strength? Neazar bigvura. He is girded in givura. Okay, so you put all the psukim together, you get gvura basically associated with, um, associated with, uh, what's it called, uh, creation of the world, and you get gvura associated with the creation of the world, so you put it all together and we basically get this idea of gvura gishamim. Okay, it's not perfectly smooth, as we say, or in Yiddish, glot, it's not perfectly smooth, but again, that's what the, you don't need it to be perfectly smooth, the Gemara is saying, that that's, that's the way we ended up with that language. Okay, Yofi. Now the Gemara says, we not learn to be tefillah, and from what do we know that we say these things in tefillah? Like, maybe we just sort of should be aware of this. How do you know you have to actually say these things in tefillah? Ditanya, as the Prophet, as the Gemara taught us in uh, Brighton. Okay, the famous Pasuk from Kriyashma, to love Hashem, your God, and to serve Him with all your heart. End of quote. What is this service that is in the heart? This is a very famous Joshua will say that service of the heart is Tfilah. Okay, that is Tfilah. Uktiba train. It says right after that, I will give the, uh, the rain on the land at its proper time. are different types of rain. Yore is the early rain. Malkosh is the later rain. Okay, so when, uh, when I grew up in America, I never really knew what those terms Yore or Malkosh were. I got to Israel, and the early rain came, and said, Ah, oh, the Yore is here. And I was like, What's Yore? And I'm like, Idiot, like Yore or Malkosh. I'm like, Ah, oh, yes, Yore Malkosh. I guess I should have paid attention. Okay, some of you don't really experience outside of uh, Israel oftentimes. And so, like, I imagine, you know, like they say, like, uh, like the Inuits have like a million words for snow. So when you care about snow a lot, you have different words for snow. When you care about rain a lot, you have different words for rain. Yeah, would make sense. Okay, um, so that's uh, that's your rare omakosh, and I put it all together. So the idea is that the pasuk says. Um, and then immediately afterwards says, afterwards So you say, okay, I guess we should link those two together and pray for rain in our tefillah. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says a very beautiful statement here, and although with this we'll conclude. Rabbi Yochanan says, There are three keys that are in the hands of God that were not given to any messenger. Hashem directly gets involved in these three things. Here they are. It's the key of rainfall. The key of chaya here doesn't mean animal. It means a person who helps someone with childbirth. 
Okay? And the key of um, resurrection of the dead. Okay, the, the key of Gishamim, because it says, Hashem should open up his treasure house, uh, his good treasure house, meaning the heavens, to let the rain fall on the ground. So that's, meaning Hashem has to do it. It's only Hashem, nobody else. The key of childbirth, Okay, the Hashem is listening, and he opens up her womb. And again, Hashem gives the ability to a woman to have a child. There's one more line. How do we know that the, uh, the key of uh, resurrection of the dead? You'll know I'm God when I open up your graves. I hope you're and you'll be able to rise up out of the graves. So that Hashem has those three keys. Okay, we'll stop there. Ishkoch.